0: Welcome to the Barkside, veterinary business and leadership unleashed, where we empower veterinary business owners and professionals like you to advance your private practice by leveraging the tools and strategies of big corporations. Welcome to the Barkside. Gerardo, excited to talk about today's topic. How are you doing? It's all about people, people, leadership, and culture and values, as I am excited. Well, that's uh, that's your theme. So let's talk about, uh, yeah. So
1: we talked last time about different aspects of business that you need to learn. And I think you better start with a good team. And we're going to talk about hiring new team and maybe even touch on what happens if you're acquiring new team or getting introduced into new team. But it would be mm. great to kind of unpack uh, what are the phases. So essentially, there's, you know, it's not just hiring someone. It's about introducing them into yeah. the whole culture and uh, how do you mm. roll them into it and how do you support that? Because it's not only about you hired someone, getting them money and then they continue working for you. It just doesn't work mm. that well. So what are those phases? Let's outline like at the high level. Mm. What do you think those phases are? And then maybe dive into further what's important in
0: each of them. Should we go through like the journey of a new business owner, how they, they reach out, they branch out on their own and then they get a little hospital and then they start with like Ten people, maybe, and then all of a sudden they try to scale, and the pains that are associated with actually the ill-defined expectations and the the lack of clarity around the behavior and the the the, the thought process. Do you want to take them on that journey? Let's do that. Mm. Okay, so we'll just continue that journey. So I think most of the times what what we find is that budding business owners they start a new practice, they start with like five people, um, and then things are all rosy and things are amazing because. They hire the people that they like and then things start to get busy. They start to then hire more people and more people and then eventually sometimes or some, in some stage, they get to this critical point depending on how they are as a leader and how they are as a person and their actions, thoughts and behaviors, depending on that, then that then starts to cause issues because you could be a good, strong leader with, with good morals and clearly defined thoughts and behaviors and expectations, but then it starts to then fall apart when you get to a certain critical mass. So that's the key point that I want to
1: ask you there. Why is this about the leader? So I just had experience Mm. in one of the hospitals where the leader or the owner of the business, he kept saying that these people are behaving like small children and I hired wrong people and they're not behaving how I explained to them. And so why did you put an emphasis on the leader rather than on the people? Maybe it's people's fault that they're not doing their job or Mm. not behaving in
0: the right way. Why is it on the leader? Mm. Well, I I believe that the leader is the one that sets the bar. Something that always comes back to me is like role modeling the way. And they're always looking at you for what is the, what is the, what's allowed, what's not allowed, what gets through and, and is overlooked what are the expectations that, that you have that they, the leader has on the team how do they how does a leader communicate with the team with the clients how does as a leader interact with pets what's the leader's standard of medicine and their style of medicine it always come as the leader you're the especially a small team you are the role model and if you're not role modeling the way that the team needs to behave needs to act needs to think needs to decide for the business and what the business needs to achieve, then ultimately your business is not going to head in the right direction. So myself as a leader, when I um, stepped up into leadership, naturally progressed because I put my hand up for things. And then I found myself a hospital director of team, maybe about 50 or 60. And then all of a sudden every couple of years it was like 120 and then it was somewhere in between that phase where the team started to start to play up. They, they, They start to play pranks on each other and then there was started to drop and there was a lack of accountability. And then I was like, what the hell's going on here? And then I realized actually, I was literally looking at a team of me's, like a team of me. And I was like, oh my God, I created this environment. I created this team and I set the example for this. And now I have to undo it and unpack it. And that was incredibly hard. So the first thing I would think is as a leader, what is the team that you want to create? And what is the business do you want to create? What's the team that's going to be needed to fill it? And then what person do you need to be in order to build that business and lead that team? So what's your thoughts on that? You know, Because you you run a much different ship than what I do. so And you've got experience with you know lots of different sizes of teams.
1: And well, I, I, I'm with you on that. That's that's the main thing. And I really like what you said about you know, you're setting the tone. Because rarely people think that your behavior is what you're going to look in the mirror 10, 20, 30, or 120 times when you're seeing something wrong with the team but unless you realize that it is you then you're not going to fix the problem and then when you're looking at people and you're saying oh they're behaving like children oh they're not doing this they're not doing that and did you teach them did you show them the way and did you document it which is very very important mm-hmm. because that's as we start talking about the scale that is the big thing because it is okay to start you know like minded team of 5 to 10 like you said And then mimic behavior and hire the first five, 10 people that you really like. But what if you're not in the room for an interview? What if you're not there when the manager hires the next person? What traits, what behaviors, what core values do they look for in the people? And what vision do they explain to the employee? Do they just talk about, you need to place the catheters and anesthetize animals and we're going to pay you 20-some bucks? Or are they saying our vision is to improve veterinary medicine and be the best practice in this region? That's where the mm. the job is different from career and the management differs from leadership. And I think that that is mm. very important because you want to create a spirit, if you will, behind, but it has to be documented. Mm. And we talked about that purpose in the 3P3S mm. framework. That's exactly what mm. that's leading to because if you can articulate your vision what you're trying to achieve, then everybody has to be behind that. And I think that that's what a lot of leaders are lacking. But so let's let's maybe dive further into this. So what is, if you defined it, what are your best practices for hiring? Like what is this essential to discuss during the interview that Mm. you want to say, okay, this is me, this is who I am, this is where I'm going. How do you select people and Mm. get the right people on the bus that are willing to go with you there and you know that they will be the right fit.
0: Yeah. So I'll just dive go back one step because this is actually part of creating that step. So when it comes to you clearly defining what it is, it means obviously defining and documenting right down. Most people just go to the purpose level and then the um, the values level, and they write something like um, gratitude is really important because it makes us uh, smile each day, it makes us cherish the pets, and be grateful for the clients bringing the pets down, or something like that. But then the way that I think about things now when I help business owners create this spine, which is the actual uh, master plan or the strategy behind all their businesses. We talk about defining values. The values need to be clearly defined in a way that they are demonstrated. We'll discuss why it's important for the business, how it guides their mindset and thoughts and then what it looks like in action. So behaviorals and actions, or we call them, I call them values in practice, what these values look like in practice. And then the one thing which I've never ever seen before is an attempt to define the culture. So we call it a culture compass and the easiest way, or the most effective way of defining the culture is actually listing down the things that the expectations, the expectations that the team needs to have on each other, the expectations that the team has of the leaders and leaders of the team, the expectations that the business has of the team and then the business and the team has of the business. So these expectations could be things like, uh, as a team, we, uh, we are committed to all uh, investing in our continuing professional development. As a leader, leaders are expected to understand and execute the the um, strategic goals. As a business, the business um, needs to create a sustainable work environment that fosters team development, and then the business needs to be out. expects that the team works to the best of their capabilities and so forth. So the, all these levels of expectations are all then defined, and that should be signed because that then creates this document, which then enables the business and the leaders to and the team to be able to hold everyone account of hold the people who to account who aren't playing or aren't demonstrating the values and the and the and the expectations that that the business needs so then once that's defined then it becomes easier when it comes to hiring because it's not like oh our our values are uh, gratitude and courage and something it's like hey this is our value this is actually what it makes it, this, is what you, this is what it looks like. This is why it's important. This is what it looks like when you think like it. And this is what it looks like when you behave like it. And then this is the expectations we have clearly defined, not just your position description. And then people go, okay, I either like that or I don't like that. And if they like it, they're bought in, but in this, in this document as well as your vision, that you wanna go with the business. So then they buy into the whole thing. It means then that straight right from the start as a business owner, you're able to hold them accountable but then also you're being held account as well, because you signed this document as well. So you have this clear kind of like culture of values and, and vision that you're all rolling along against. And when it comes to the interview, they should read through that and they should um, really understand. And, and when you're explaining how the team is, people choose to work in the business or they people choose to apply for jobs when they are able to picture themselves working in amongst and with the people so when you're at a, let's say you're in a conference right and then you're looking around and someone comes up to you and goes oh you see your mate you haven't seen ages Go, oh, where do you work and they goes oh i work in this place and and they go "Well, what's it like well they start to share stories of how the team works together and the cases they see the first thing that person's thinking about is actually oh what would it be like to, to work there they start closing their eyes and they, they could picture themselves working there all of a sudden you like your employees just hired your next person because they are clearly defined the feeling the experience. So in the interview long way or roundabout story, it comes down to clarity on in the job interview and having it clearly defined and that person who's hiring, not really relying on the person who's hiring to be able to do the work, it's actually having the structure for anyone who's hiring to be able to then hire the right person. That makes a lot of
1: sense. That's that's exactly what uh what is lacking in a lot of organizations is the definition, ways of working, if you will, that compass that you said, whatever you define, whatever you call it, compass ways of working. And it is the vision and vision and core values in action they are, are really helping. And it's interesting, mm. I'll add the color from the integration process in the acquisition world. Most consolidators lack definition of that. And they're not spending time with the teams explaining these are the ways of working. This is the culture. This is what we're about. Because that is the critical point, actually, when you're acquiring a new team, to say, this is how we're going to work from now on. And then people can self-select or self-deselect, and they will leave because they know, Mm. okay, this is not how I used to work. And it's interesting because that's when the team starts kicking and screaming because it feels different, but nobody explained it. So essentially, what happens, you know, when the clinic is acquired, they yes, they come in and they say our core value is just like you said, gratitude, excellence, and some other nonsensical thing <laughs> that you can't really picture yeah, yeah. or visualize in practice. But then they do implement their new processes and how they want to run things, but it's not articulated. So that's where people get into this sort of dissociation where they know one culture intrinsically, and then something else is imposed on them. Not articulated and they can't articulate their feelings. They just hate it. And that's the problem mm. that, that everybody faces. But if it's clearly defined, what you mentioned, what's really important is that once you stopped interviewing, and that stops usually beyond sort of 10 people, you can't interview everybody, then mm. you need to have that North Star and, and the behaviors mm. that you're looking for in people. But then the interesting thing about this. Okay, so you define, you put the framework around it. You said mm. hey, this is, and and someone said, okay, I love it. I would like to be a part of it. But then, in a lot of places, what I see is that then you're hired, and then that's cool. Join the team. Come in on Monday at mm. 8 a.m. Start opening drawers, and uh, you're in. Mm. What is missing? Like, what is that? You know, people say training, and again, behind training, most people understand that okay, well this is how we open the drawers, this is how we put the catheter, this is what protocols we use for sedation, mm. and this is our vaccination protocol for kittens. But what is missing mm. that a lot of organizations after this framework set up in the interview enroll them in? What does that training
0: look like? Well if we're gonna focus primarily on the training of alignment uh in behaviors, thoughts and actions and decision making and so forth with this North Star around so we're talking about performance professional performance and behaviors, then, um, not necessarily like protocols and procedures, then this document, well, forms part of their reviews. It form part, it forms part of their check-ins, their, you know, let's go through the the first 90 days. So your managers will then, um, should have a check in every kind of week to two weeks to then a month then every month. But then part of it is, is a survey where it's kind of like reevaluate yourself. It's like a 360 review based on these key things. And, a score from one to ten i feel like i'd be demonstrating this value this looks like this then the manager scores right and then a couple team members score right and it's like a 360 review kind of shaping and molding guiding this person in a way that they kind of like start to kind of steer towards this north star through 60 through 360 review assessment of their values and their performance so the performance is not just oh you're doing a good job you're picking things up really well. Your performance is doing great. Hey, the other guys mentioned on your on your, on your survey that you demonstrated, um, you know, you got up and you did something you've never done before and that's in alignment with our value of courage. Um, the other day when someone tried to give you feedback um, and you got defensive, like I appreciate that feedback is hard to take sometimes, but ultimately we're here and anyone who's giving you feedback is actually intrinsically really cares about you. Um, that's not in alignment with our our core value of appreciation or gratitude. Or something like that. So highlighting and reinforcing behaviors which are in alignment with the values and culture, and then highlighting and defining behaviors and actions and thoughts which aren't in alignment. So this the first ninety days is a critical time frame for shaping and guiding someone into the person or aligning them with the person they need to be, which is going to help add help help them add value to the business overall and the team overall to business to make this business move forward. Yeah, you go.
1: No, in yeah, no, totally agree. And that is, but that is kind of the check-in point. I think that what's also missing a lot of the times is the onboarding process onto the onto the culture, mm. because there's onboarding process mm. onto the processes and operations and things like mm. that. But then there's no kind of how do you join into the culture and what is the training look mm. like and do all people know how to provide feedback that you mentioned, or nobody knows in which industry how to do that and accept feedback? And does mm. everybody know how to do, uh, participate in the conflict resolution? And if they come from a toxic environment mm. where everything was hush hush in the you know in the back rooms and whispering, and and it's you need to really infuse the culture into the people mm. and then there needs to be a cultural onboarding which we really rarely mm. see in any of the hospitals I think that's a very important part and and being thoughtful about it and what skill what social skills do you want people to have and mm. demonstrate these behaviors it's very interesting because right now I'm working with the team for the last 20 days they came from a fairly toxic environment but a very good team mm. and then essentially we're facing some challenges with the with the partnership in the in the building where we are and it's very interesting Mm. to observe that we're kind of rolling back into the pattern of sort of walling off the problems and trying to treat it like an abscess that it's just encapsulated into sort of one space and just ignore it instead of Mm. lancing it for the lack of better terms as a veterinarian and then looking at it and talking about the problems and it's very very Mm. uncomfortable and but you have to do it and you have to kind of lead people to it and say you you need to say it out loud you need to express what you're feeling because otherwise it's just going to be the same so so i think that's a big part that a lot of teams are missing and then there's uh i guess there's a and we kind of touched on the two phases one is hiring another one is onboarding Mm. and training and then the first one uh, the third one sorry is retaining so how do you use then That mm. framework that you define the vision, the compass to retain mm. and maintain the talent, or maybe to make decisions, to let go. How do you use that framework to maintain the mm. proper, healthy environment?
0: Um, you said something there before about onboarding with processes, right? But then culture is infused in processes too, right? I have this thought the other little while ago, and it was, it was like, yes, we have the businesses have their methods and their standards, but then we call it methods and ways. So. You have your methods and your processes, but you have the ways that you do it. So I think that businesses, if they if you have your core processes, things that really are important for your business, then you should have the way or the style that your business does it that makes it successful. for The business. So therefore, then you have a cultural infusion into your into your processes, right? But then going to the the point, your your question was how do you use the framework? But the the framework's actually quite extensive. There's ten steps to it, but Ultimately it starts with embodying the values. So that's re-evaluation self. So everything these days is, well, it should be a self-reflective journey because veterinarians, uh, business owners or businesses should foster the development of resourceful, independent and reflective veterinarians. You don't need these confident ones, right? Who s- strive and, um, and, and and seek for confidence I'd rather high resourceful ones who can reflect and then learn and move on. So we're cultural, so you're talking about the values Okay, the values, the behaviors, the decisions, the cultural expectations, Do I meet these cultural expectations, have I met the expectations. The next part is my position description. Like, am I doing the job that I've actually been hired to do? Like, sort of a reflection on the position description. Next, it rolls into the metrics and performance goals you're supposed to achieve. Like, if if you really want to keep someone aligned and heading towards North Star with everyone else, then their assessment or their evaluation or their self-evaluation needs to be pretty comprehensive. But it can be quick. It's like, am I doing the job that I was hired to do? My my position description, am I actually doing this? Am I meeting the, the targets, the metrics, or, or the the expectations of me? Then it's the skills. Am I actually able to do this job? And there are any skills that are actually that I need to learn. Am I earning the wage that I actually am being paid? Am I actually doing the job that this wage um, requires me to do? Um, and then evaluation, where am I, you know, like a SWAT. So that process <clears throat> of values, culture, position description, performance goals, and then also skills matrices and so forth. And, you, and that all encompassed, that should be part of your evaluation quite frequently during your induction phase. And it could be a discussion, it could be a reflection, and it should be guided by your, by your leader. Um, but it needs to be done every year in a comprehensive manner because every year, it's not like, oh, it's, uh, it's, it's time for a review. Every year, you got to, like, re your whole freaking career. Like, if you don't do that every year, you can do the same thing, boring thing every day for another year and not grow and develop. And then soon later, you'll turn into a vet who's 20 years' experience, but he's been doing the 20, same, 20, same things for 20 years. So it's probably like a vet that has three years' experience, that has been practicing the same standards for 20 years. So unless you have this big reevaluation of your own personal career and, like, you as a, a professional how you behave as a professional, what you want to achieve as a professional, like the goals you want to set for yourselves, then you're basically going to put your your career on a coaster and then just put it at the whim of of whatever else is happening around you or what other people decide for you. So I, I think that
1: from what you mentioned, what I also think is important is to use the same values, the same compass, the same assessments that you used in hiring throughout the journey then. Because what a lot of people Mm. forget, you told them about your gratefulness, sense of humor, and you know being awesome as your core values, and then you hired the person, but like you said, assess them along the way, and then also resolve disputes and conflicts, and looked at them Mm. through the window of that compass, and say, okay, this behavior, there's there's an incident, so this behavior was expressed and then how does that fit with that compass that we described? And then you have an objective way of talking to an individual to discuss it with the team because I can have completely different opinion about a person from yours. but if we put it through the same lens and the filter, which is your compass, then you can actually say, okay, well, this was not demonstrating behavior such and such or going against that behavior, therefore we can actually have a meaningful conversation with the person and give them time to recover and to self-correct towards that. Like you said, their SWAT plan and, and whatnot. Mm. But as usual, we ran uh, through the time pretty quickly. Um, so I, I love the discussion, Gerardo, and I think that we could spend way more time on this, uh, but I want to stay loyal to our listeners and not go over sort of 20, 25 minutes. So it was awesome episode. Uh, excited to uh, talk about more
0: things next time. Thanks. Thanks, Evan.